This is The Matt Report, the voice of WordPress entrepreneurship. If you're running a WordPress freelance business selling themes, plugins, or client services, this is the place for you. Learn more at mattreport.com and subscribe at mattreport.com slash subscribe. And now, on to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Matt Report. Today's guest, Frankie Jarrett, uh, product developer development lead of WP Stream, which is a great plugin that we're going to talk about in a second, uh, of the X team, part of the X team, uh, which is a rather large WordPress uh, and other uh, other Drupal and application development uh, team spread across all around the world. So we're going to get some of that insight. Uh, but Frankie is, is steering the ship for WP Stream. This plugin is is pretty great, right? <laughs> there's no referrals. There's no affiliate links here. They're not sponsoring me. Uh, but I use it uh, on a lot of our client projects. Pretty simply, it tracks everything that happens in WordPress. And it shows you uh, that in a great dashboard view uh, in the admin dashboard. So you can see who's publishing posts, what po posts they're editing, what pages, what plugins they've enabled. Uh, what have they done in WordPress? Uh, it's great little audit trail, which is awesome for supporting clients. Uh, or if you're a larger uh, media site and you've got a lot of publishers and editors jumping into the mix and moving content around. It's a great way to track that to, to have some accountability. Um, but we're going to talk about launching a product, developing a product, designing a product, everything that wraps around that, and the decisions that teams and team leaders have to make um, to get a version shipped, right? Uh, you know, one of the crazy things is when they ship, they were doing daily updates, uh, which was a, a, it's, it's a tremendous feat uh, onto itself. So we're going to listen to some of the advice and how he manages that, how he manages the team and all that fun stuff. There is a pro version uh, available at the end. For those of you who are pro members, you can get access to that in the forums. That's mattreport.com slash join. Learn all about the pro uh, membership there. It's like support for your WordPress business, right? Not only do you get exclusive access to content, uh, but you're going to get access to a forum and a community of WordPress entrepreneurs just like you. So you have a question, you ask it in the forum, we answer it. Every couple of weeks, we do a mastermind call. Somebody takes the hot seat. Uh, what are your What are your problems? What are your challenges? And we all kind of dive in and, and try to help you out. Uh, it's a great way to keep the show ad-free, except for me. <laughs> and you can find more about that at mattreport.com slash join. Without further ado, let's let's talk to Frankie. Welcome to the program. Hey, Matt. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, so folks who don't know, I mean, I've been... Before, uh, all right, so before we get into the actual discussion, I've been pimping this uh, WP Stream product for, for some time now, uh, and, uh, or some time for, since it's been out, because uh, I really love it. But we're going to get to that uh, awesome little plugin that you guys have created. Tell folks who you are and what you do. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm Frankie Jarrett. I am the head of WordPress product at X-Team, as Matt said. And I've been with X-Team for, I'm in my third year. Um, love working with these guys. Uh, we're a globally distributed team. Um, there's lots of us working all around the world, so that's a lot of fun. Um, I got started with WordPress, um, I think about six, seven years ago, around the 2.8 cycle. And um, when 3.0 came out is really when I made it my platform of choice. I decided, okay, I am only going to work in WordPress because it's a real, it's a real CMS now. Um, so that was, that's been great. Uh, I've built a lot of. Uh, just fun things, things that I wanted to build. Um, and uh, as you said, Matt, I started churchthemes.net in uh, 2011 and um, as my first theme shop. And then shortly after that, I got on board with X-Team. And now I build uh, full-time the Stream product, which is our first uh, professional WordPress plugin, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. 
That's awesome. Uh, I love the title head of WordPress product because sort of that's what I feel like at my own day job. <laughs> um, but what, what makes up your day and what makes up the definition of the WordPress product guy? So we, we uh, X-Team is a VIP featured partner and uh, we're, so we're an agency. And we have a WordPress team within X-Team. We also have Drupal teams, uh, game teams. So there's a lot of teams within X-Team. And uh, our WordPress team had always focused on these enterprise clients, and we were building uh, these really large-scale, cool plugins and applications within WordPress for really large organizations. So, in some respects, we were already building products, but it was, you know, this client services. Uh, we'd build these things to even be uh, reusable uh, among our enterprise clients, other systems and things, uh, frameworks, if you will. Um, so. WordPress, the head of WordPress products thing kind of came along when Dave, our, our founder, um, I guess I was kind of just hinting, hinting, hinting that, man, we should really build a product. And, and one day, um, it was on the day that marked my two years at X-Team, he said, hey, I want you to lead this charge um, and, and start doing some product development officially. And so that's kind of how it came to be. And it's been uh, really a dream uh, job ever since. I mean, that's exactly what... Uh, I love to do is just build cool stuff, right? But building it for uh, many people instead of just one person uh, just has a little bit extra reward, I think. <laughs> <laughs> nice. For the stream product specifically, were you um, are you are you coding day to day, designing day to day, or are you just leading the charge on like here's what we should research and develop, here's the different technologies we should use? What does that look like? Yeah, so it started off with like just me initially, and then. Um, Brought in some other developers with the next team to help contribute. Shadi Sharaf from uh, Cairo, one of our developers, kind of helps get really things started architecturally with me. Um, and then we started bringing on other people. We just uh, about three or four months ago brought on uh, Jave Thompson and then Luke Carbus and these other guys. And we're all kind of equals now on this team. We like to keep things flat. Um, so even though I have this you know head of WordPress product or whatever, it doesn't really work that way. We're all equals in the way that we bring things to the table. We contribute every day. I write code. I also review code. They review my code. They write code. <laughs> uh, you know, we all kind of share responsibilities. We do kind of, I guess, quote-unquote, own certain areas uh, within the, the plug-in project from time to time, maybe initiatives. Um, but in, generally speaking, we like to keep things, um, you know, we all have an even playing field as far as the voice of the project is concerned. Uh, a lot of folks out there, you know, that might be running a smaller agency, two, three person shop or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more agile in the sense where they could be working on a client services 70% of the day and then 30% of the day they could probably devote some time to a product. What's that? What's the difference between the size of X team versus somebody who's even smaller and more agile? When you approach your your higher-ups to build something like this, did they sit back and have to take into account many more variables because the overhead is a lot different when they're, when they're steering a bigger ship like this, or was it pretty easy to, to kind of conjure up? Yeah, I think uh, it all goes back to um, our X-Team founder, Dave Rosen, who uh, he, he owns X-Team, and he is such a visionary and such a, a, a people empowerer. It's the only way I can say, <laughs> describe him. Uh, he, he's just uh, very encouraging and wants to see people work on the things they love to work on. And when he, I, I guess really it started from identifying a need because we're working, you know, we're, we're up to the neck in enterprise, you know, 
development and, and seeing all kinds of problems. And as you know, I mean, the best product ideas come out of like real, real problems and needs. And so we kind of started identifying this, this need, which was there's no real sophisticated audit tracking system or mechanism within WordPress. And um, because of that major, major need and major problem, uh, it was much easier, I think, to kind of pull the trigger on let's go down this road and let's make a big investment as a company in trying to make that work. Um, but you're right. It, is, it still is a risk. Uh, has something that has to be weighed. And I think for smaller agencies, certainly it's it's more difficult. You're going to spend a lot more twilight hours, you know, working on the on the things after work, you know, until late at night and working on very little sleep. Um, but for us, it was unique in that we have a lot of enterprise business, and now we can maybe shift focus a little bit and try something new. Um, and so that's how we went about it. Awesome. For version one. Um what kind of planning took place? What kind of uh, development time <laughs> took place before you launched? Uh, I already see you laughing, so I already, yeah. I already know probably what the answer is going to be, but what was that like? Like before, when did you start coding this, and when did version one launch? Six months, three months, six days? What was it? I think it was, um, it, it was, it was crazy, man. We, we started uh, coding at the end of November. I think it was around Thanksgiving, like a week before Thanksgiving. And we launched like the first week of December. So we're talking like three weeks of development. It was wow. very little time and it was a, definitely an alpha release, but we knew we needed to get something out there. And we knew from the get-go that we wanted to do things in phases and we wanted to, to really embrace this, um, you know, the Semver like, you know, model. And we wanted to try to do daily releases. Um, but as far as 1.0, we stayed under 1.0 for a month and a half, I think, and then 1.0 came out. And honestly, in retrospect, we could have actually waited longer before we came out with 1.0. I think that there's um, there's there's a few plugins out there in the WordPress world right now that are really um, doing it correctly as far as versioning, numbering their, their plugins, and doing things in phases. Um, but something that oftentimes gets gets overlooked is really thorough attention to backwards compatibility. And when you come out with that 1.0 release, what you're saying is from this point on, we are going to be backwards compatible. And there are there were a few things that we just hadn't had developed yet, like some connectors that Stream was going to track and some other things that we that we probably thought, man, these will probably get refined in the future. But we were so anxious to get you know, to 1.0 because we wanted it to be production ready and we wanted to symbolize that. Mm. Um, but I think we probably, in retrospect, we could have waited a little longer. We did daily releases for like the first three months, every day that we had a release that was public. Um, and now it's a lot, it's spread out more like every two weeks we do, or two to three weeks we do a, a release. How did you, uh, and I guess not to give away the the pro segment of the show, uh, which, by the way, uh, uh, we're going to be talking about how to build teams around your software or how to use people resources to kind of scale this uh, kind of thing mm -hmm. uh, in the pro version. The How did you get a daily release cycle down? I mean, what, what little things were you doing just to get that churning out every day? Because a lot of folks listening to this are like, man, every single day? Like, <laughs> I got yeah. clients to still service. Uh, yeah. what, how did you go about it? Um, not being afraid of things being broken. Okay. Um, you know, it's the whole lean startup, you know, methodology. This is not new information. I mean, I, I mean, I've read books on it. I'm sure a lot of the viewers have. Um, but 
you know, the lean startup methodology is that, you know, your 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 goal in life is to ship code. And sometimes that code will be broken. Your goal in life is to not polish and polish and polish an internal bug test without getting feedback. You're never going to get feedback if you don't release it. And so that was kind of our mindset from the get-go. We're like, hey, this is a new idea. You know, there's only, F, you know, for the first few months, there's only a few hundred people using it. So let's just keep releasing an update every day. We're sorry, guys, in your dashboard, you're going to be annoyed because you're going to see an update every day about stream. But hopefully that would actually encourage you that this plug-in project is active. This plug-in project, we care about it, and we're uh, responding to feedback on a daily basis. But to be honest, there's a lot of, uh, um, you know, staying up late, uh, you know, making sure that we can get a release. We need to get a release out today, you know, like, let's get this feature done because we really wanted to push code. And uh, it was good. It set, it set a precedent, I think, for the, for the rest of the project and where we are today and those early days uh, having that mindset. In the life of the lean launch or lean shipping, lean startup, how did you deal with some of the things that broke uh, in these early versions? Uh, did you just kind of hunker down and say, oh, God, I know we're going to get yelled at this one, but let's get back to it and, and ship it yeah. out again? What was that that's, like? exact, that's exactly right. It's, um, you have to um, you know, put the user first and really thank people for their feedback, especially if they're telling you something's broken. Um, the best way that I can say about how to like deal with feedback when you've some you've broken something and someone's telling you about it uh, is really just to be very very thankful to that person. Um, just thinking back on times when maybe I've submitted a bug report on something that I knew was broken, the times where I felt I was actually like like willing to do it again was when the software developer was really kind to me and thanked me for my time, even if he knew it was already broken. He just wanted to reassure me, you know, that it was good that I said something. And so we tried to have that same uh, mentality because ultimately um, a user is going to thank you if you were civil with them and kind to them and, and thank them genuinely um, than they are about the software being broke, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's, that's exactly what we experienced is that, um, you know, and it, and it made us better. The more people, more feedback we had, we, we would look out for those things in the future. Um, and I'd like to think that, you know, as time went on, there was less and less bugs, less and less daily breakage, and then when we got to 1.0, it was pretty stable, and uh, now it's, I, I th believe it's very stable, um, and, and that's how we got there. Do you remember one of the major bugs that went out that was like, oh boy, this is, this is going to break everybody's butt, <laughs> tomorrow oh, we're going to have it yeah. fixed? That's a really good question. I, I know that something happened recently, actually, um, that was kind of a kind of a facepalm fail. Um, <laughs> it didn't affect it, but it didn't affect everyone. It wasn't like everyone's stream is blown up. We we have a plugin repository page. You'll see it says, you know, PHP version 5.3 plus is required for stream to run. So that's different from the WordPress version requirements, which is PHP 5.2.10 um, or something, I believe. So we require 5.3 because we're using namespacing. Uh, we're using anonymous functions. We're using things in PHP 5.3 that Stream needs for its callbacks. And so <laughs> we had an extra method in, in, in our main class that would check to make sure that they had the right PHP version. And if they didn't, they got a nice little fail notice that said, we're sorry, it doesn't run. Stream plugin, although it appears to be activated, it's not running because you don't have PHP 5.3. Uh, the problem is, is that we rewrote that function 
and we wrote it rewrote it using an anonymous function. <laughs> therefore, <laughs> therefore, it just fatal errored on everyone that had 5.2. So we, you know, there was a few users who reported it, and we said we're sorry. It doesn't support 5.2 anyway, but you should have received a soft fail instead of a fatal error on your admin page. So we had to get that fixed. Nice. Yeah. Um, you guys launched in .org repository. I would think for a company the size uh, of X Team, there might have been some consideration to not launch it in .org and maybe just try yeah. to l launch it on your own platform or market on your own platform. What were the reasons why you went with .org, uh, and will that ever change? Yeah. So um, .org. Uh, first of all, X Team is made up of WordPress enthusiasts and freaks, you know, like you and me. I mean, we're just, we, we happen to work for X-Team, but we absolutely love WordPress and the open source philosophy that, that surrounds it. Many of us are core contributors to the project, and, and we absolutely love it. That being said, we really think that the plugin repo is the lifeblood of plugin development. Um, it's where you're going to get the, the quickest user adoption, the quickest feedback, and for any startup, I mean, what more do you want than user feedback and quick adoption and people trying out your product and that's what the that's what the plugin repo does. There was consideration for doing, you know, these uh, fully paid models. I mean, you can't even say that you can't even talk about that business model without mentioning Gravity Forms. I mean, that's their whole uh, thing, and they've been wildly successful at it. Um, and so, props to them. I think for it's not for everybody. You know, we uh, going back to what you said, and, and and we'll talk about it more in the in the pro session. Um, you're going to build a quicker community and team around your product if you put it out there uh, open source. And so that's what we firmly believe going in. And, uh, and so far it's really, I think it's really paid off for us because we've gotten so many people uh, using it. And, and guys like you, you know, like you said, you know, uh, raving about it and people have given us really good feedback, good and bad, and it's been really helpful. Nice. Awesome. Uh, I've, been, I've been closely observing how people different developers in different shops are leveraging or not leveraging .org. Um, and Pippin, Williamson of Pippin's Plugins is very interesting to me because obviously Easy Digital Downloads is in .org, but his latest uh, affiliate WP, I believe is the correct name, is not, but he has his open source version uh, in GitHub, right? So you can, yeah. you can also download it and access it. However, you will not get support um, without a proper license. Um, how has support been for, for you folks on .org? Because it is, it's a robot, as simple as it is to use and easy as it is to use, it's also a very robust product, mm -hmm. which might not be for the beginner user or the, even the average user, but sort of the, the step up, the, the manager, uh, the, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, the editor of a, of a newspaper might be using it to track all of his writers or something like that. Yeah. So what kind of feedback do you get on, on such a product in .org, and what's the support been like? Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's limitations to the support forums in general. I think we all know that it needs help. Um, <laughs> but, it's, but it's not too bad. I mean, in its basic form, it does, it does the basics that you need, which is you can submit feedback, you can set a, a status. Is it resolved? Is it not? Um, so in some ways, it kind of forces you to keep things simple, um, which, is, which can be good. The way that we've done it is that we um, kind of have a team of people that are just kind of casually, I mean, it, to be honest, it's not even an assignment. I didn't go to some of my team members and say, hey, can we be sure to watch the forums? We just kind of all do it. And if one of us sees 
you know, that there's a support forum question that hasn't been answered, somebody jumps on. We've even had folks in the community jump in and answer questions. But if we do find something that's like maybe bug related, we'll immediately go to GitHub and create an issue and let the, the user know, hey, we've created an issue, here's the link, and make the cross-reference and say, if you want to stay up to date on the progress of the bug, then you need to go to GitHub. Um, we're not going to be, you know, we'll come back to this thread when it's fixed and there's a version that, that it's released that fixes it, but we're not going to we're not going to continue the conversation here when we can code you know we can comment in in line in the code and GitHub. Um, so that's kind of how we've handled it. And, that's a good and, tip for anybody who's listening who's doing product development and supporting on .org. Uh, you know, as basic as that is, it's still a good tip to say, hey, you know, here's the here's the bug link to the bug in GitHub. <clears throat> you want to follow along. Visit here and 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 subscribe here and 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 watch all of it there. And users don't get mad about it at all. We haven't had a single user say, "I don't want to go over there." or I'm afraid of GitHub. I mean, usually they appreciate the fact that you were really timely in your response and that you took immediate action by saying, "This is a real issue. Thank you so much for pointing it out. We are going to get to the bottom of it." And people, you know, users are much more excited to see progress than they are, you know, seeing everything in one thread. So don't be afraid to 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 take them somewhere else if you need to take the conversation uh, to a deeper level. Mm. Have you found a different uh, user base for this plugin uh, after you launched? Uh, your day-to-day, -day, you're always dealing with a lot of sort of the, the corporate and, and VIP level customer, <clears throat> so you have that particular person in mind, but have you found something new uh, after launching that, wow, we didn't even think we could service this, uh, this client set? Oh my gosh, so many. Um, <laughs> Man, so 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 many. We thought, oh, this would be a great plugin for like enterprise publishers because we did a lot of work for like news news publications and stuff. We thought, oh man, this would be perfect. You could, like you said, you can see what all the writers are writing, and you can make sure that uh, things are being productive every day. And if somebody accidentally deletes something, you would know when it happened, and so on and so forth. And when we thought, oh, this could be good for agencies who have clients and they want to make sure that they are staying on top of what their clients are doing and being proactive and those kinds of things. But then all these other markets started opening up and showing interest in stream and we've had um, education uh, institutions, we have some colleges running stream uh, on their network keeping track of what all the teachers are posting you know, and all that stuff. Um, there has been interest uh, in all kinds of public sector stuff so you know some of these public sector government institution uh, stuff you know they need to have audit trails of things and in some ways it makes us really excited because we think I wonder if someone would choose WordPress over another platform simply because they can have an audit trail because for some of these companies it's like not optional they need to have an, a, tra a trail of, of history and so that makes us really excited. Mm. Is this going to open up different sales channels for uh, X-Team? I mean you, you'll have the sort of product you know, uh, I think the highest level was 200 bucks, right, uh, for the premium product. Yeah. But you could go into the government sector or the private sector and say there's a whole auditing system. You could be setting up clusters of servers and in real-time yeah. tracking for $200,000, right? Uh, is this going to open up different sales channels for that, or are you guys just focused now on selling the plugin? Yeah, absolutely it will. I mean, right now we're focused on, on, on selling our extensions because uh, they basically take your stream data and just help it do cool stuff. Like I can make these really cool responsive reports or I can have real-time notifications to my phone when certain things happen on my website. We think that's really valuable. But you're absolutely right. It's opening up new things. Um, and actually, I'll make 
I'll make uh, for the first time ever a uh, kind of announcement here on your podcast that we're working on cloud service. It's actually going to have all this stuff, uh, all this, all your stream data in the cloud with an API that you can do whatever you want with. Nice. And so there's some cool, cool, cool stuff that we're working on right now. I think is really going to change uh, audit tracking in WordPress, and we are just fighting every day to try to stand the forefront <laughs> of it and try to try to do stuff that we've never done before to challenge ourselves and try to make a product that is uh, that's going to last a long time and be and be something cool that we would like to use. That's awesome. Um... That's great. What, let, let's just uh, now transition over to X-Team uh, as a company uh, and all these different teams that you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have Drupal team, WordPress team, uh, a gaming team. Uh, you know, w when you get into the sort of, um, you know, maybe I'll just call it for lack of a better term, monthly meetings or monthly reviews, are the Drupal guys saying, well, we can build something better than that <laughs> for <laughs> for Drupal. Um, what is that dynamic like dealing with the different tech, mixed technologies that you guys have? Sure, that's a great question. Um, so um, at the end of the day, I think X Team is is first of all, I love working at this company because it, there's so much culture. It's not even funny. Um, there's so much camaraderie and culture of um, of being superheroes. That's our kind of our thing. Being a superhero to your fellow a uh, coworker being a superhero to clients, being a superhero, you know, in your personal life with your family, and just, uh, just, just trying to to go above and beyond. And so, when we have that mindset, it's just it's really hard to have rivalries. To be totally honest, there was a project that uh, I was um, talking to one of our account managers about the other day, and it was a really cool project, and it was going to be really fun to build, and we were kind of doing some high-level data architecture for WordPress, how this could work. And the more we got into it, it was like, man, Drupal might be a better solution for this client, for what they're doing specifically, you know, and what they're asking for. What they're saying is the most important thing is kind of a rare thing, and Drupal actually does that a little bit better. And we would really have to bend WordPress quite a bit to make this work. And it wasn't that WordPress wouldn't work. It was that we thought Drupal might work better. And so we just pass that on to the Drupal team. And there's been times, you know, when the Drupal team says, you know, WordPress is, these people want to build a publishing site, these people want to build um, um, a business uh, content management system, you know, for, for this media company or whatever, and we would be able to, this is going to be better on WordPress. Um, and so we, we're not afraid to offer the best solution to the client. Uh, and it's happened several times, and that's refreshing to not have a, not have a rival. We have one guy on our team that, that does both. He's a WordPress developer. He's a Drupal developer, Jonathan Bardo. And uh, I love talking to Jonathan because I'll be working on something in WordPress. I don't have any Drupal experience. Like I don't have any like sophisticated Drupal experience, whereas he does. And I'll ask him, uh, yeah. okay, this is what I'm doing in WordPress. How would Drupal do this? You know, every now and then just to see what he'd say. And he goes on, you know, on and on and on. Uh, but it's funny because if he's working on a Drupal project, sometimes he'll stop. Uh, you know, mid throughout the day, and come jump on the, our WordPress chat channel and say, "Hey, I just needed a WordPress break." You know, because <laughs> uh, I think secretly he, he likes WordPress the most. Uh, it, is it okay to say what that one thing was that that client needed, or would that reveal who the client was uh, for the uh, Drupal side of it? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I, I would probably just remain quiet on that as uh, some proprietary things. But needless to say, uh, WordPress could have done it. Okay. WordPress could have done it. 
but it has to do with internationalization and things like that uh, on the on the front end side. And I think, uh, man, Drupal, Drupal's Drupal's a great product. First of all, I mean they've they've done a really good job. Yeah, there's some backwards compatibility things. Yeah, we all know those things. But let's be honest too and talk about the good stuff because that's stuff that we can learn from as a WordPress community. And I think uh, I've been hearing more and more of that actually within our circles of appreciating uh, the things that other people are doing. Um, I think is important. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I came from the Drupal wor- world before getting into WordPress. And oh was, yeah. At the time, oh. it was version when <clears throat> I worked for another company, and it was version five that we were we used a lot of. And then it was uh-huh. I was just getting out of it when we were getting into version six. But like, just as like for building solutions, like the the whole back then it was like CCK and views mm-hmm. and being able to build the custom fields with the, the different viewports uh, view types. <clears throat> and that was awesome, uh, for you know, for back then, uh, yeah. it was super powerful for the things that sure. you could do. Um, but I haven't followed up on it as much, uh, although I still have a couple RSS feeds <laughs> that I check <laughs> into uh, just to see where the guys are going. Can't get away from it. Uh, uh, let's bring it back down to you as a WordPress entrepreneur, sure, a founder of ChurchThemes.net. Yeah. How did that start? Uh, how was that going? Uh, take us down that path. Yeah, so I started churchteams.net. I'm a I'm a worship pastor at my church. I I volunteer to do that. I've been uh, the director of music and worship for about four years, and I absolutely love it. That's one of my big passions is music and and being involved with my church outside of work. And uh, so, needless to say, there's some unique uh, needs that churches have. I mean, just like any organization, the more the better you understand uh, a market or a group of organizations, the better you know how to build things for them. And so, I was kind of in the middle of that. And I kind of saw that I was, I, you know, I was building a new website for my church, and I thought, man, there's just there's certain things that every church needs, and it's kind of hard to build it all yourself unless you're you have a lot of skill and understanding. And so I thought, man, I could really build something that could help people. And at the time, I'd um, I was working at, at a local agency, and I was building WordPress themes, but I wanted to be challenged more and get into the product stuff. And I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be an entrepreneur because um, at heart I was. I've always considered myself kind of a student of entrepreneurship, and um, so I started ChurchThemes.net, and it's been really successful. We're almost at our third birthday here uh, in July, and it's been it's been a wild ride. We've had uh, we've had a lot of successes. A lot of churches have been helped. Um, in a lot of ways, it's taught me a lot about um, how to focus on the needs of of customers. Um, you know, I kind of went into it blind, never having had a product before. And over the course of three years, it's really taught me a lot, and um, it's it was it was really fun to do. I've I've I'm really actually shocked at how well it's done with how little amount of time I've had to spend on it. Mm. Um, it's done really 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 well, and I think it just has to do with that initial like understanding the market. Like, who am I building this for? Why do they need these features? Am I giving them too many features? Am I not giving them enough? And trying to really say, what do they need? What do they need, and how do I build something that people need, and that's really going to genuinely help people? And so that's um, that's been good. And I, I think I started when I started the company. I kind of put on there that you know 10% of uh, of all the sales were going to go to help church planning around the world, uh, and doing things like that to kind of communicate my heart it was more than just doing the work. It was actually I have a heart behind this too, and I have other reasons why I want to sell these things. It's not just for me to make a bunch of money, uh, and I think uh, making those kind of decisions uh, with with the product helped customers kind of see 
the motivations behind it that it was you know uh, pure or genuine or what have you because uh, it's hard to do that you know these days online everyone's saying that they're you know the best or the number one this or that but how do you communicate your heart you know how do you communicate your your passion behind something you have to put your money where your mouth is I think a lot of times and you have to really uh, put it all out there and wear your heart on your sleeve and that's what I tried to do the best I could that's an awesome um, that's an awesome point uh, and point of view there's a lot of chatter in the theme space uh, for anybody who's following it from other theme shop owners or theme sort of freelancers that <clears throat> the theme industry is sort of becoming commoditized and it's just not a uh, as profitable venture anymore uh, and you know like you said it's not just to go out and make a bunch of money but you still have to be profitable to continue reinvesting and developing there's there's nothing wrong with the word profit um, that's right what are, what's your thoughts on on the theme industry now versus when you started and if you didn't focus on church themes if you just did themes <laughs> blog business uh, yeah. e-com stuff like that do you think you would have been as successful um, yeah uh, definitely focusing on the, the niche market was I mean that's I mean I think that's that point has been proven for many many years now that if you're going to focus on making themes, you should probably fully understand and invest in a niche that you know that and understand their needs, um, and that you could almost be a customer yourself. Like you have to be so deep into it because that's how you're creating value for people. Um, how other way, you know, what other way are you going to separate yourself from the competition? Because, like you said, it's been so commoditized. It's just all about price at this point. So, how do you prevent that from happening? Well, you have to understand your customer you have to understand them in such a way that no one else would understand them as good as you and um, I so I don't think it would have worked if I did anything more generic um, I, I think that um, you're absolutely right it's it's you know when I started church themes it was back when people were still throwing all their features inside their themes you know there wasn't a concept of uh, plugins and themes you know complementing each other really well and um, you know to some degree I think WordPress core is still behind. I think the community has been asking for things like plugin dependencies and things for quite a few years now, and we're just not quite there yet. And so, to some degree, you can't hardly blame themes for packing in all these features. I mean, uh, even WordPress VIP, I believe, uh, you know, you have to pack all your features into the themes. You know, it's like uh, we're still we still have those old mindsets, and that's definitely where I was when I was building church themes. Is that wasn't even being talked about. It was just commonplace that you put all your features in your theme. How, the, how, how else are you going to do it? And so, um, and now nowadays it looks like we're trying to make a shift, but we still have all this mud that we need to clean up. That you know we're still allowing that stuff to happen easily, and we don't have um, really good methods within core even to to make it smoother and make it make it uh, less of a problem. Uh, one of the things you've said a lot. Uh, about the stream product and about sort of the stuff that you that you do uh, at X Team is backwards compatibility. Yeah. Um, a lot of the stuff that we're seeing in themes, just this discussion we're having right now, is plug-in territory, not plug-in territory. Put this in the theme, don't put it in the theme. Um, I was recently listening to yeah. an interview with Yoast, and he was saying that <clears throat> the biggest pro the biggest anchor that WordPress is dragging along is PHP, whatever 5.2 or whatever he was saying. And then you look at other platforms like Ghost, uh, leveraging Node and, and other, you know, f uh, uh, more innovative technologies. I guess, for lack of a better term, here, where's the where's the middle ground? <laughs> do we do we yeah. keep uh, you know coding and developing for that backwards compatibility of older technology? Or do we say 
here's the stop, and then moving forward, you know, we're going to leverage something else. Yeah, it's such a catch-22, isn't it? Because um, where, where do you, when do you draw the line in the sand? And some would say, well, you draw the line in the sand when the, when the community in general has, a, has accepted this new technology as the norm. And that's when you draw the line. But you have, it's a catch-22 because uh, you're trying to promote and say, and people like Yoast and others are, are, the, are the community, and they're voicing their opinion saying, hey, it's time to draw the line. But other people not, might not be caught up to that yet. And so it's like the only thing you can do is, um, you know, make decisions like we did and say, listen, there are things about PHP 5.3 that are so great and that we need and stream will just not function properly without certain functionalities in PHP to, to build our callbacks to listen for these events. Um, we're going to require it. And if you don't use, you can use WordPress all the way back to 3.7. Um, not a problem. But if you're running stream, you need to have PHP 5.3 because that's just the way we chose to do it. There's other people who make their plugins compatible with 5.2. That's awesome. That's that's great. Uh, but for us, we just decided we're gonna go we're gonna go forward with uh, with a higher version. I mean, namespacing in PHP is is like one of the greatest things that WordPress should be leveraging, and it's very rare to see. PHP namespacing in any WordPress plugin ever because uh, it's not it's just not been common practice within the WordPress community because we're so focused on 5.2. So there does need to be some plugins uh, like Stream and, and others I hope that say listen we're going to start taking advantage uh, taking taking advantage of some of these new features and we are going to make it more common um, because the wider WordPress community development uh, some some of these developers they're never even exposed to new uh, Features within PHP uh, are new uh, programming practices, unless it's within the WordPress community, because they're so. I mean, they're almost call themselves WordPress developers, not PHP developers. So it's like until WordPress starts doing it, some people don't even know about it, um, and so there needs to be more uh, namespacing, I believe, in, in WordPress. That's awesome. What uh, one final question of the more formal interview? What are you really excited about uh, coming that coming down the pipe with with Stream and, and with the new versions of WordPress? Are you going to see more innovation with your product because WordPress is going to the 4.0 with some more stuff inside of it? Uh, what are you excited about in the coming months? Let's see. I'm really uh, as far as WordPress is concerned, WordPress core. I'm really excited about um, seeing the JSON REST API being on the roadmap for 4.1. Um, I think what Ryan McHugh's been doing there is really cool, and we're using it internally for a few things, and so um, just seeing what, that what he's been doing is really neat, and we think that Stream could actually work with the JSON REST API in some really cool ways um, it, going, going forward, so that's kind of exciting, but that we're talking like probably like six months to a year. You know, who knows when 4.1 is going to come out, maybe fall. Um, but then we have to actually build things and integrate. So, but that's more long term. Short term, I'm pretty excited about um, taking going down this road of the cloud service. We're right in the middle of a build right now that is going to. Um, it's really going to open up some new avenues. You know, when you when you're when you're audit tracking stuff on your website, when you're when you're wanting to know who deleted something, when changes happened, it's really handy in case your website gets hacked. Right? If someone hacks your website starts deleting your posts, uh, it'd be really great to have that in an audit trail. Well, if, you're, if all your stream records are local on your database, 
if that intruder has access, he can just delete his, his trail. And so that's why I'm really excited about this, this cloud service because it's going to actually take these records over SSL on a secure Amazon EC2 cluster and it's going to keep those in a vault. So anything that ever happened on your website is going to be securely stored and there's no way any intruder uh, could remove them. And so I'm really excited about those security aspects. Um, I talked to a web host the other day who they do a lot of hosting for banks and government institutions and they were they were pretty pumped about this idea because I mean it it's making things more secure, making making security uh, more hardened um, because there's the whole you know audit trail aspect of stream too you know not just wanting to know what your clients are doing but actually auditing like security breaches and so I'm really excited about that. Yeah, that's awesome. I recently did a uh, one of the lessons I did for the pro members was how to leverage stream for your support stuff. Um, and the typical, nice. <clears throat> the typical agency or the typical phone call that you get on the Friday afternoon is, you know, the, the end user panicking like, hey, putting up the sale for the weekend and I hit published and it's not working. I don't see it on my homepage. Why isn't it there? I did it, I did it the way you told me. I watched your video 15 times. Then you hop into stream and you see that they created a page and not a post. It's not the right category. Um, and it's just awesome to see, you know, what it is that they're doing from a support level. Yeah, like what if what if you were uh, an agency that had that had clients and you were using something like Zendesk or some kind of you know uh, tender you know some kind of support mechanism and you had the the stream cloud service and they could put in their API key and suddenly when they start a support conversation not only do you see what you're talking about the API will start pulling in the things they've been doing the things that the five things they did before they started the support uh, question and then as you're having conversations, in the conversation you actually see activity until the conversation is closed. And they could see what you did for them, you could see what they did, and so there's like, there's all those kind of avenues that I'm really excited about that can really take the customer service uh, to a whole new level if, if, uh, if Stream has these kind of integrations available. Yeah, that is awesome. Uh, good stuff. It was great stuff uh, for this uh, for this first half of the interview. Um, really appreciate it. We're going to hop into the second segment. It's called "What's in Your Toolbox." What what uh, piece of software or app do you use on a daily basis to get the job done? Um, I'll prime you a little bit because I'm interested to know how you track all your uh, up upcoming features. You have this great idea. Uh, wow. This would be great, just like you said, uh, about the auditing stuff. Where, where do you throw that, and how do you show the team and, and talk about that stuff? So there's a few things that we would do um, internally that would be, like, within the stream team, and, like, full-time stream team would be, like, myself and Jave Thompson and Lou Carbus. And what we, we have an O2 uh, blog, which is, like, the evolution of P2. And... Um, so we do that for like really high level, like what's the future, where are we going six to eight months from now, um, major, major feature discussions and things like that within our team. But when it comes down to actual features, uh, we put everything in GitHub. I mean, everybody who's watching the show right now can go to the stream GitHub channel, click on issues, and see a whole huge backlog. I think since December we have like 600 issues closed, I mean, it's like insane. And we categorize them and we uh, we get really 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 detailed in those issues um, because we want to keep the 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 scope really narrow it's, it's not good to create an issue that has like you know this is going to take like five pull requests you know a pull request should be concise therefore an issue should be concise 
And so we, we try to keep all those things uh, really concise using feature branches and all those things. And uh, GitHub has just been a great source of collaboration for us. Uh, when you're doing project planning, when you're doing feature planning, I mean, what better place to do it than within GitHub? So I am on GitHub, I mean, what, 80% of my day? I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's intense. I'm in GitHub all the time. Uh, that's awesome. The, um, we're going to jump into the lightning round, ask you a series of quick questions. You have a series of quick answers. Okay. What's the one plugin you could not live without besides your own? Oh, man, that's a good question. Um, I'm going to say, um, oh, man, that is super tough. Um, right now, I'm going to say the JSON REST API plugin. Awesome. Uh, do you have a favorite WordPress or business book? My favorite business book of all time is Good to Great. It's a fantastic book. Yeah, that is a good one. Uh, what's a quote that you live or run your business by? Um, well, probably, um, probably from Jesus. You know, you should you should love others. You should love God and love others. That's kind of my personal philosophy, and so it bleeds into everything, including business. Nice. Uh, what's the best business or career advice you ever received? Um, best career advice I ever received. Uh, was um, uh, probably to go with like go with your gut and get and, and also get things validated by your peers like uh, get things get things um, get things validated by people that you really admire and trust and um, and take those things to heart and don't try to be a lone wolf all the time yeah, that is awesome advice. Uh, what's the longest a client project has ever taken you? <laughs> <laughs> I love it when people laugh because I already know. Oh, man. It's probably a year and a half. Nice. Uh, if you had to switch to another CMS, what would it be? <laughs> uh, I'd probably build one myself. That's, the, that's 99% of the answer I get. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, who should I interview original. next? Who should you interview next? Oh, man. Um, I think that you should interview, um, goodness gracious, your question, your lightning questions are hard, Matt. Uh, <laughs> you should interview, um, have you, have you interviewed, um, uh, Brad Williams on the show? Who was it? Brad Williams from, uh, yeah. Oh, you have okay. Yep. Well, then you shouldn't interview him again. No, but I, I just love, I just love, uh, I follow Brad's tweets and stuff, and I just always uh, like his interviews. Um, yeah, you should interview. Um, um, have you interviewed anyone from Vault Press before? No. That would be really cool. I, I think Vault Press is a really cool plugin, and I'd love to hear more about what those guys are doing. Yeah, that's a great idea. Uh, what's the one question that I didn't ask you that I should have? Oh gosh! One question you didn't ask me. Um, let's see. You didn't ask me. Uh, you didn't ask me if I was married, and I am. I'm married, <laughs> happily married man. I have a beautiful wife. I live here in Kansas City, Missouri, and uh, we've been married. We just had our three-year an wedding anniversary. So. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, it's been awesome stuff. Uh, you know, I think that from. I mean, we kind of flew by, or felt like we flew by, but I think we got a lot of. Um, great advice about you know building the product 
uh, finding the market fit, working with the team. We're going to learn more about working with the team in the pro segment. Uh, but Frankie, thanks a lot. And where can folks find you on the web to say thanks? They can follow me at, at @fjarrett on Twitter, and uh, that's probably the best place to reach out to me. Uh, FrankieJarrett.com is my blog, and uh, I'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Uh, everybody else, uh, MattReport.com slash subscribe, MattReport.com slash join. You'll be able to hear the pro segments, which is coming up next uh, in the pro forums uh, on the site. So thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>